kicking off a new series today called Labels. I want to talk to you today about who are you? Who are you? You know, as I have been studying this series for well over a month, couple of months now, just kind of studying, researching, uh, looking at this series and, and just kind of getting the heart of God for this particular series, I, I found it rather interesting as I thought about labels and the fact that our world revolves around labels. It revolves around labels. The clothes you are wearing have labels. The shoes you wear have labels. The TV shows you watch are labeled. The car you drive is labeled. The neighborhood you live in is labeled. The stores you shop in are labeled. The restaurants you eat at are labeled. The job you work at is labeled. The, the positions you hold in the community or church are, are labeled. Think about it. Everything is labeled. And it's interesting about labels is labels create what's popular. Labels tell us what's in and what's not in. Labels tell us what's cool and what's not cool. Labels, labels. And you know what else labels do? Labels create worth and value. A label does. Worth and value. Come on, a little audience participation right now. How many of you, when you go to the store to buy a shirt, how many of you first look at the label and then look at the price tag? Lift your hand if you do that. Come on, how many of you do that? How many of you, all right, all right, how many of you look at the price tag, then look at the label? Come on, hey, boy, look at here, yeah. You know what happens? You know what happens? You know what happens? Is that label dictates the price tag, and we want to know what it's worth. We want to know what it's cost. And then after we see what it costs, what it's worth, we look at the label, and the label actually drives the cost. Labels create worth. They create value. Did you realize that a company can make the same identical shirt, and in some cases this is true. They make the same identical shirt, and the only thing different about those two shirts are the labels. And because of one shirt carrying a different label than the other shirt, one shirt is deemed more valuable and worthy simply because of the label. Friends, labels are powerful. Labels create worth and value. And everything, everything is labeled, including you, including me. You have labels. I, I have labels. We've all been labeled. And what I want to do today is I'm going to give some introductory thoughts to set up this entire series God's going to do a great work through this series. And I want to set up some introductory thoughts. And what I want to do is ask and answer three questions. Ask and answer three questions. And really, you're going to be answering a lot of these questions to yourself. And the three questions are this. The number one is, what has labeled you? What has labeled you? And what I want to do today is study a portion of Scripture in God's Word that talks about being labeled. What has labeled you? Let's look at Matthew chapter 16 and verse number 13, and let's, let's dissect this portion of Scripture about labels. 
It says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, here's the, here's the million-dollar question, who do people say the Son of Man is? Jesus says, what have people labeled me? What are they saying about me? What is their opinion of me? What, what are the crowds, what, what have they labeled me King Jesus? What have they labeled me? And here's the reality. They labeled me, they labeled you. If the crowd has an opinion about me, they'll have an opinion about you. And Jesus goes on to say in verse 14, they reply, some say John the Baptist. Some have labeled you Elijah. They're not calling you the son of God. They've called you Elijah. So some are still others. Jeremiah, you're not the son of God. They've labeled you as Jeremiah or just one of the prophets. And I want you to notice that Jesus was mislabeled. Jesus was, was mislabeled. John the Baptist, Jeremiah, one of the prophets, not the son of God. You know what else? Other people also mislabeled Jesus. As you study the word of God, he was mislabeled Beelzebub. He was mislabeled the carpenter's son. I mean, that's just little Jesus, the carpenter's son. They, they labeled Jesus rabbi. Some labeled him a friend of sinners. I mean, look at Jesus just hanging out with those sinners, and they labeled him he's a friend of sinners. Some labeled him he's just a sinner. Jesus is a sinner. Some labeled him demon-possessed. Some labeled Jesus a glutton. Some labeled him as a wine-bibber. I mean, Jesus was labeled by others. And here's what I'm confident of. If Jesus, the Son of God, the righteous one, the sinless, perfect Savior was labeled by other people, I'm 100% confident that you and I will be labeled by others. And oftentimes, mislabeled by others question people's church who or what has labeled you what has labeled you and that's what I want to talk to you about over the next several weeks I'm going to be teaching about this what and who has labeled you and oftentimes the things that label us are things like what people say about us and I'm going to deal with that one week throughout this series what people say about you can label you oftentimes what labels us is what we did what we, I'm going to talk about that next week. What we did can begin to label us. What we did last week, last month, month, la, la, 10 years ago, 30 years ago, what we did as a teenager, as a kid, can begin to attach to our soul. And we become labeled by others because of what we did. Oftentimes, what, what happened to us, and people will begin to categorize us and label us simply based on what happened to us, and they begin to label you and I. Come on, many of us have been labeled. How many of you have heard people say things to you like this? Well, you know, you're just, you're crazy. You're crazy. You've been labeled. You've been labeled. You're crazy. Now, some of you act crazy. Well, I'm not going that far. Come on now, you know. Come on, some of you, this is horrible. Oftentimes we hear students say this, teenagers say this. Sometimes parents can even say this to their kids. I can't believe we would label somebody. You're stupid. You're stupid. Shouldn't be allowed. Shouldn't be said. People, people say things like this. You're, you're ugly. You're ugly. Now, who in the world defined what pretty was in the first place? I'd like to meet that person. And yet we came up, come up with our own labels. And you hear people say things like this. And they label people, you're fat. 
Well, who come up with that definition? Yet we label people. We, we start saying things. Well, well you, don't, you know what? Ha- I know what happened to you. I know what you did. And I know what happened with you. And you know what you are? You're just divorced. But you don't even know my story. I don't even want that. You have no idea. And yet we just label. We just start labeling people. We start saying things like, you know what? I know, you know, you're just, a, you're just no good for nothing. You're a failure. And some of you have heard that people have said those words to you. They have uttered those words, and you heard you're a failure. Well, you know, you know, I, I, I've heard. I, I know, I, I know what happened to you. You're just, you're abused. You're just leftovers. You were just raped. You were just done, done wrong. I, I know. Uh, yeah, you're just abused. And people can label you. You, you can hear words like this. You're just, you're just, you're just worthless. You're worthless. And some of you grew up hearing that. You heard those words from people that you respected, from, from, from a teacher, from, 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 a, from an adult, from a grant. You're, you're worthless. Some of you, you know, what, you know what you heard? You're just weird. You're weird. Come on, look at your neighbor right now. Just come on. Look, come on. You're weird. You know, come on. You know what they're thinking? You're weird, too. You're weird. And we label each other. Isn't that crazy? Who came up with what, what weird is anyways? Who came up with the standard and the norm? And yet we, we label people and we hear things like this. You're just, you're just a terrible parent. Look at your kids. Look at them bad kids. Bad. Who's the parent? You, ooh, child. And we label, we label one another. And people can say words. They can label you because of what you did, what happened to you, what they said about you. And they can begin to label you. And you know what can begin to happen? Those labels, if you're not careful, they will attach to your soul. And you will begin to live out the labels that other people have placed on you. There's a second question that I want us just to address when I think about labels and labels. Because here's the reality. Let me be vulnerable for a minute. Because I've been labeled. And this touches my heart because I've been labeled. I crack jokes about it often. I have to laugh so I don't cry. But I remember growing up and I wet the bed, and I don't know, I was 12, 13 years old. I know you want to laugh. I didn't want to wet the bed. Matter of fact, I got spanked over wetting the bed. I talked to another lady today. She came up to me. She had to confess. I got spanked too, Pastor, wetting the bed. She actually said, I got spanked so much, Pastor, I would take off my underwear because they'd wet. I put on my sister so she'd get some of those spankings too. I was like, you are a whole other level is what you are. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. I just took my beats like a man. But I was whooped. I got spanked and felt like I'm not being obedient. I'm disobeying. I'm failing my parents. And, and I, remember, I remember going to family's house for vacation or to stay overnight hanging out with family. Oh, here, Herbert Jr.'s here. Little Herbert said, Herbert, here's your bed. Junior, Junebug, here's your bed. Yeah, it's the one with the plastic all over it. We can't be happy. We can't have Junebug ruin our sheets and our bed. I mean, we can't be to afford no mattress. I, I remember feeling 10, 11 years old. I'd be dreading going to relatives' house. Like, oh, we're going over to such and such house next week. I'm like, oh, Lord. I mean, it affected my confidence. It affected the way I viewed myself. 
flavors. How many of you have family members ever say this to you? I can remember growing up hearing people say this to me. How many of you ever had anybody say, you're going to be just like your daddy. You're going to be just like your mama. You're going to be just like your grandpa. You're going to be just like your grandma. You're going to be just like your crazy aunt. You're going to be just like your crazy cousin. Anybody ever heard that growing up, man? You're going to be just like. And I can remember hearing that. I have family members that labeled me. They got mad at another family member. They're upset with them, and now they're going to project on me. You're going to be just like the one I don't like. I'm like, I'm eight. I'm just playing with my G.I. Joes. But it affected me. You're going to be just like so and so. It messed with me. That stuff actually attached to my soul. It messed with my confidence and self-worth. I can remember me and my brother, we were out in the country with my dad. We owned cattle when I was growing up, and we had to make a corral. Some of you don't even know what a corral is, huh? You city-fied people, huh? Yeah, we had to make a corral and come on, hang with your pastor. I'll teach you some good country stuff, you know what I'm saying? And we had to build this, this fence. We had to make our own fence, our own corral. And so me and my brother, we had to make this corral, this fence. And the goal was we were going to drive the cattle into the fence so that we could load them up on the trailer and move them. And so me and my brother were in charge of the corral. We got it all built, Daddy. We were ready. And when we got those cows, we lured them into the, into the corral. And the cows went in one way and went out the other way. Me and my brother forgot to put wire around the other fence posts and tie them together. And those cows went out the other way. And my daddy said some things to me that I can't even repeat. My goodness. And my dad still today has no idea how much those words hurt, how they affected me, how they messed with my confidence, how stupid I felt, how I went home and cried. As a teenager, I felt this little and felt worthless because my own daddy, just because he was mad, said some things I know he didn't believe, but they sure attached to my soul, and they messed with me. Labels. Labels. What has labeled you? The second thing is this. What do you label yourself? What do you label yourself? It's one thing for people to mislabel us, but it's a whole other thing for us to mislabel ourselves. I have a question, people of church. What do you say about yourself? What do you think about yourself? What labels, not have other people, what labels have you put on yourself? Labels are powerful. They cre create worth. They create value. And, and you know what I admire about Jesus? So many qualities, so many things I admire about Jesus. But one of the qualities that I admire about Jesus is Jesus knew he wasn't what other people labeled him. He knew he wasn't that. And the scripture says it like, says it like this in Matthew 16 and verse 15. He says, but what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? I know what they say I am. I know what the crowd says. But who, my disciples, who do you say I am? Verse 16. Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And I want you to see how Jesus validates this in verse 17. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. Blessed are you, Simon, because, Simon, you actually know who I am. You see, Jesus didn't allow the labels of other people to attach to his soul and begin to define him. He knew who he was. Can I tell you, that day Jesus wasn't confused. 
Jesus didn't say, well, you know, I, I know you think I'm the son of God, but I don't know. Maybe I am Beelzebub. Maybe I am just a sinner. Jesus didn't say, well, maybe I am just a, you know, a, a lowdown and nobody, because that's what the crowds are saying. No, Jesus knew who he was. And he says, you know what? I know that I am the son of the living God. I know who I am. Question for you, people's church. Who are you? What do you say about yourself? What do you think about yourself? What labels have you, not others, have you put on yourself? The scripture says something so powerful about labels. It says in Proverbs 23 and verse 7, it says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Catch that. As a person thinks about themselves in, themselves in their heart, so are they. What labels have you attached to yourself? What do you say about yourself? What do you think about yourself? Have you accepted, have you believed the labels of other people? people. Listen, you're just a cheater. You're just a nobody. Have you believed that and have you begun to say that about your own self? Here's what you have to know. As a man, as a woman, as a teenager thinks about themselves, so are they. And you know what some of you have done? Some of you have labeled yourself. I'm a loser. I'm a loser. Can I tell you what happens when you start believing that you're a loser? You start acting like you're a loser. Can I tell you what happens when you start believing that you're worthless? Well, I'm just worthless. I'm just worthless. And you start thinking that in your own heart and believing that, you start acting like you're worthless. Students, can I tell you what happens when, when you go around and you start listening to people saying, you're stupid, you're, you're just stupid, you're, and you start believing that? Can I tell you, it'll, it begins to affect how you study. It'll affect the parents, it'll affect leaders, it'll affect how you lead at work, how you do your job, how you perform at your career. It'll affect, you start believing that about yourself. You start believing, some of you are a child of God, you're a Christian, you're a Christ follower. And you know what you believe about yourself? You really believe, I'm a nasty sinner. I'm just nasty. And that's why some of you act nasty because you, you believe that about, about yourself. Some of you, you feel like, well, I'm just a failure. I'm a fa and you really, I mean, you really, I mean, you're smiling on the outside. Midwest City, you're smiling. Those joining me online, you got the right clothes on. But, man, on the inside, you really believe you're a failure. And you start acting out how you really think about yourself. Here's what I want you to understand, church. Is sometimes we can flippantly overlook labels, but labels are powerful and they create worth and they create value. And as a man or woman thinks in their heart, so are they. A label will begin to, you begin to believe it. It will begin to shape your life and your future. Labels. What do you label yourself? Who do you say that you are? There's a third question that I want us to answer today, a third question. This is the most important question for us to spring off of from this point on going forward in this series. This is foundational for the rest of this series. The third question is, who has the right to label you? I want you to begin to internalize this. Who has the right to put labels on you? Well, Jesus addressed this in this portion of Scripture, Matthew 16, verse 16. Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, 
the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not, here's what I want you to catch. This was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. This is profound. This is amazing. Jesus said to Peter, the only way that you know who I truly am is because God, my, my heavenly Father, revealed this to you. Flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you because flesh and blood most of the time will get labels wrong about people. The opinions of people, the opinions of flesh and blood will label people wrong. The only way you truly know who I am is my Father revealed it to you. Because he's the only one who has the right to label me. The first thought I want to give you here, two very important foundational thoughts for this series. The first thought is this. Only the creator of something has the right to label it. Only the creator of something has the right to label it. Most of us have a cell phone, some a smartphone, an, an iPhone or uh, an Android, Blackberry, we have a phone. And can I tell you that you do not have the right to label your phone? You can't start saying these phones will no longer be called iPhones. I'm going to go to the AT&T and Sprint store and I'm going to put new labels on all these phones. You can't do that. You can go to jail. Because you didn't create that phone. Now, you can have an opinion about what you think it should be called, but you have no right to label that phone because you did not create it. You can't go now and label cars because you didn't create the car. You can't go to the car dealership and switch out all the labels on the car because you didn't create that car. You can't go to the restaurant this afternoon and get your own banner and say, you know what? I've changed the name of this restaurant. And go put on a, oh, just try it. Go put a banner up right there and see what happens to you. You can't do it because you did not create the restaurant. The only person who has the right to label something is the creator of it. And the Bible says that God created us. And because God created you and I, he is the only one that has the right to label us. The scripture says it like this in Psalms 139 in verse 13. It says, for you, talking about God, for you created my inmost being. Sir, please listen to me, ma'am. God created you. No, pastor, I was told I was an accident. I'm a mistake. My mom and dad didn't want to have me. Here's what I want you to know. God created your inmost being. You, he said, the psalmist says, God, you knit me together. You knit me together in my mother's womb. It's so important that you understand God created you. He knit you together in your mother's womb. And he's the only one that has the right to label you because he is the one that created you. The psalmist said it like this in Psalms chapter 100 and verse number 3. It says, know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. God made us. It is he who made us. God created. You're not an accident. You're not a mistake. You might have made some mistakes, but you're not a mistake. You might have had some accidents, but you're not an accident. God made you. God created you. And it goes on to say, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. It says this, not only did God create us, but we are his. He 
owns us. We are his sheep, the, 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 his people, the sheep of his pasture. That leads me to the second thought. The first thought is only the creator of something can label it. The second foundational thought is this. Only the owner of something has the right to label it. Scripture says we are his, the sheep of his pasture. We are his people. Only the owner of something, the owner, has the right to label it. My kids have been asking for a dog for years now. Daddy, mommy, would you buy us a dog? Would you buy us a dog? Daddy, would you buy us a dog? Daddy, I really want a dog. Daddy, I really want a dog. Daddy, I really want a dog. I don't. <laughs> well, my oldest son is now 10. So, got eight more years. So, he don't have that much longer until the boy's got to go off to college. So I figured we better, if we're going to get a dog, we better do something. So the kids have been asking, asking. Tiffany and I finally decided we're going to get the kids a dog. So it's Christmas time, and we surprised them. It was a few days before Christmas. We had our family Christmas, just us, the, the six of us. And we gave the kids a gift, and inside of the gift was, was pictures of the new puppy. And they opened it up, and they started screaming. My wife recorded it on her, her phone. They were screaming, dancing, doing the Jericho march around the living room. You, some of you don't even know what the Jericho march is. That's all right. That's okay. They were marching, shouting, screaming, excited. We're getting a dog. And then it began. Now we got to name our dog. And we got six different opinions. Four from kids. And they got ideas, man. And so... We got, we, we didn't, we, 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 they knew about the dog before Christmas, several days before Christmas, and we picked up the dog on Friday, this past Friday, and we still didn't have a name for the dog when I picked the kids up from school, they, where they were still debating about the name of the dog. They had some great names, like one of them wanted to name the dog Goldie. Let's name the dog Goldie. It's a little girl dog. One of them wanted to name, a couple of them wanted to name the dog Christmas, because we got the dog at Christmas. David, let's name her Christmas. And then this was awesome. One of them said, yeah, and it has Christ in it. Christmas, Christmas. I'm like, that's right. Y'all spiritual kids. That's what I'm talking about. What's up raising giants up in here? Christmas, yeah. Let's Christmas. My wife, she even did a poll. She, she sent out a tweet. She sent out an Instagram. She sent it out on her Facebook asking, what do you think we should name our dog? We got all kinds of opinions. Well, we decided on Friday to name our new New family member, a little puppy. We're naming her Piper. I don't care if you don't like the name. You don't. You don't got to like my name. We own the dog. We own. We bought the dog. It's my dog, and I name my dog what I want to name my dog. And can I tell you, you don't have the right to show up at my house and change my dog's name. Because you don't own the dog. You didn't buy the dog. You go back home with your own opinion about my dog. But my dog is named Piper. <laughs> and just like I can't show up at your house and change your dog's name. Or see your 12 kitty cats and name them evil. I mean, I'm just playing. I, I, love, I love cats. Praise the Lord. No, because you own those cats. And only the owner of something has the right to 
label it. And the Bible says that, that God bought us with a huge price, and he owns us. And since God owns us, he's the only one that has the right to label us. Scripture says it like this in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? Check this out. You are not your own. You don't even have the right to label your own self. You are not your own. Verse 20, you were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Friends, I want you to know something. Jesus bought you, and he paid a high price. He gave his life. He shed his blood because he loves you so much. And he got up on the third day with all power in his hands. He bought you. He paid a price for you. And if you have given your life to him, you he owns you. And you know what I want to do throughout this series? Is we're going to begin to realize God owns us. And only the creator and the owner of something has the right to label it. And throughout this series, God is going to begin to rip off the labels that other people have been begin to put on you. And we're going to begin to get new labels that the Holy Spirit is going to attach to our soul. It's going to change our life. It's going to change the way we think. We're coming, God's going to begin to label us. You see, some of you, you've been labeled wrong and you're acting crazy. You're acting weird because you got the wrong label on. Listen, you're not crazy. You're a child of God. You've got the wrong label on. You've got to begin to let God, who's the only one that has the right to label. You know what God says about you in his word? He didn't call you stupid. God says you're a friend of God. You're a friend of God. You've been carrying around the wrong labels for years, and it's affecting your relationships. It's affecting how you treat your parents. It's affecting how you treat your spouse. It's affecting how you treat your kids. It's affecting how you treat those that you work with. It's affecting your performance. You got the wrong label. Listen, you got the wrong label. You're forgiven. You're forgiven. You've got to get God's label. You know what God says about you? You go around saying, I'm ugly. God says, you're not ugly. You're loved. You're loved. You've been carrying around the wrong labels, have been attached to your soul, defining you. You know what some of you say? I'm a failure. God says, you're not a failure. You're gifted. I place gifts inside of you. You're not a failure. Who told you that stuff? You know what God says about you? You go around, I'm divorced. I'm messed up. No, you're not. God says you're anointed. You've been carrying around the wrong label. I've anointed you. My power is on your life. Some of you say, well, Pastor, you understand I'm worthless. I, just, I'm, I don't have a purpose. God says, no, you are so wrong. you got a purpose. I created you with a purpose. You've been carrying around the wrong label. You know what God says about you? You're not weird. God says you're powerful. I've created you powerful. You Listen, some of you say, you know what? I'm just bound up. God says, no, Honey, you're being set free, and whom the Son sets free is free indeed. You've been carrying around the wrong label. Some of you says, well, I'm just a terrible parent. You don't know what they said about me. You don't know what I did. You don't know what happened to me. You don't know how, you don't understand my situation. God says, listen, listen, what you have to understand is in me, you're an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. You've been carrying around the wrong labels. You've allowed the wrong things to attach to your soul. And throughout this series, God's going to rip up that old junk, and it's going to be Begin to put his labels on your life because labels are powerful. They create worth and they create value. And as a man or woman thinks about themselves, as they label themselves, so will they.